This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, Dreamers. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Dreamers Disease podcast with myself, Alex Manzi. And this is the podcast where we aim to inspire you to become the best version of yourself through hearing the stories of inspirational people. But on this episode, I've done things slightly differently because those of you who've been listening to the podcast since last year will remember that at the end of 2017, I did an episode on what I'd learned that year. So I wanted to do that again this year because I feel like this has been a really powerful learning year, just full of growth. And I wanted to just build on that conversation from last year. So I invited two friends to join me. Anton and David and these are two guys who I've really and truly met and really got to know this year and the energy is just so good and they had a lot to bring to the table so there's a lot in this episode we started off by discussing mindset what happiness was the importance of consistency we dove a little bit into imposter syndrome and kind of just floated around the, the, the loads of different kind of topics and subjects and things that we learned it's a really powerful episode actually to have three people who you know are all at different stages of what we're doing so it's real interesting kind of perspective from all of us so i really hope that you guys enjoy this one and um, there's a lot to take in it particularly because i feel like this year as i said has been a really powerful one i wanted to try and give as much as that kind of learning back to you guys as always so before we jump in as ever make sure you hit that subscribe button Make sure you leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. But without further ado, let's jump straight in and hear what we have learned this year. This is a very special episode. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast since this time last year, will remember that I did a little review of the year and what, what I'd learned in 2017. So doing it again, basically, simple as that. But rolling with what I've learned in 2018, but I'm not alone as per last year and I'm not just with one person I'm with two people so this is the first three-way conversation on the podcast which is quite exciting so first of all I'm going to introduce my guest hi my name is David Speed I'm a professional graffiti artist and I'm the host of the creative rebels podcast my favorite book is mindset by Carol Dweck uh, I think it's the most important book on the planet nice that is mad because that was going to be that was potentially going to be my book and now I'm going to have to say an embarrassing one because <laughs> that was going to be like the cool one that made me look really like switched on. I'm glad I went first. Um, so I'm Anton Sava. Maybe we'll we'll hear a bit more about what's going on with me as the podcast yeah. goes on because it's not that straightforward. But I suppose I would call myself a podcast producer. Um, I produce the Trigonometry podcast, which does really well on YouTube at the moment um, and my own, my own projects as well. My favourite book... I was going to say Mindset by Carol Dweck because that really, that really turned things around for me at the start of this year. Very important book. Also, Creative Confidence by David and Tom Kelly. You onto that one? Really good. Um, But I'm going to say, and this is going to be, this is going to be embarrassing. I'm going to say Harry Potter (laughs) because just because when I was a, a young, when I was a kid, those were the things that turned me on to reading and I was just so engrossed in them I used to absolutely swallow them whole and like after that that set me on my way I was like yeah reading reading's good you can get so much out of reading especially when the films came out and I was like these are crap compared to the books (laughs) do you know what I mean so yeah yeah, they were really important for me Harry Potter oh god do you know what though like I've never got into fiction books at all I don't know why I've just even when I was younger, like, I've only really started reading properly in the last like three years, probably. When I was younger, and you know, you're in school and you have to read certain books like mm. Lord of the Flies and 
you know, kind of kill a mockingbird. To, that's it, to kill a mockingbird. I had to read, um, uh, the, not the Hobbit, um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, just, that's just, a heavy one. As yeah, well. I just couldn't get into them. Yeah. So now I'm just so much like, not. I just find like there's more for me. There's more information to be taken out of non-fiction books. Not to obviously disregard that you know Harry Potter is obviously one of like the most successful books of all time. Yeah. But just for me personally, so it's quite interesting that I know what you mean. Mm. I do know what you mean. Like a non-fiction books at this stage in my life are the most important to me now. I get so much out of them. Mm. But I think there's a little there's a little gap there for you, Alex, to get into fiction. Fiction. It's good. Should I start with like Bob the Builder or like <laughs> Yeah, maybe for you <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend that, yeah. Spot the dog. It's, it's funny, I find myself um, not, and this is probably something that I should work at, but I don't allow myself like the downtime of, so if I find myself, if I'll watch one episode of Netflix and then they give you five seconds before the next thing comes mm. on and I'll find myself if like as soon as that, that counter goes, I'm like scrambling to turn it off because I'm, I, I won't allow myself to get caught in that black hole of like, binging netflix or and and it's the same with i won't pick up a fiction book because i won't allow myself mm. that that time but then it's me um kind of working out my happiness it's like if i thought it was going to be happiest binge watching netflix and and reading fiction books then i'd do it mm. you know but it's like i know that i i'm going to be i'm going to get so much more out of like, like reading a non-fiction and like kind of assimilating that yeah. as much as i can so so i wouldn't allow myself to listen to a non-fiction because it wouldn't because i'm i yeah. completely get that yeah. i'm in the same boat but i'll tell you a little workaround i found for that um this year there's a there's a fella called blind boy blind boy boat club he's like he's from limerick he's he's the man he's, he's my main man i love him his podcast is incredible as well i'd recommend it anyway he brought out this year a book of short stories did he yeah okay and short stories mm. are a great little workaround for that because I'll just allow myself to read one of them if I have a, a, a little time in the week yeah. or whatever it is. Mm. And I'll read one of them short stories. It might take 10 minutes. It might take half an hour, whatever. And they're so good as well. And you get so much out of it and you get that little little yeah. bit of fiction reading. See, that I can work with. It's, it's when you sit down and you know that that's like, there's a couple of weeks there. So yeah. in that book oh, yeah. and it's like, yeah. So that's called the Gospel According to Blind Boy. Okay, really good. Yeah, really. Good. I have listened to a couple of his podcast episodes actually, off the back of your you know hefty recommendations. <laughs> Go on about it all the yeah. time. Um, but he's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously we're here to review uh, the year for ourselves. Um, so first of all, is there anything either of you definitely want to bring to the table and talk about, or like? Let me rephrase that to a different. What we'll start with. David, what for you has been the biggest thing you've learned this year? Biggest thing I've learned this year? I mean, I've been doing what I do for a long time. So I've been a professional graffiti artist for the past eight years. Mm. Um, I, I ran around doing it illegally in the 10 years um, prior to that. So I've been painting using spray cans for 18 years. Mm. So I feel like um, I'm, I'm still pushing myself um, in terms of the artwork that I create. Um, but my my goals are, are are always the same have been the same for sort of the past five years they're they're to continue building um for me happiness comes from growth um and progression and so if i can at the end of 2018 look 
back and say I'm now in a stronger position than I was in yeah. in 2017 then that's that's great yeah. for me what's your reflective review like look like to you like when you look back on that year and go you know do you look at the numbers of the business and say oh we've grown x amount or is it I don't you know, personally because money's not a driver to me yeah. um however it's one of the most important parts of having a business but luckily I have two amazing business partners who do look at that mm. um, because if we're not making enough money then they'll say we're not making enough money this needs to change we mm. need to do this this and this um, I don't get involved in that um, it's like I'm a weird cat but like I, I don't actually know how much I get paid um, <laughs> so yeah I know um, I don't know if that's I, a good problem. I know it's, problem. I know it sounds bad, and people do laugh at me. Like when I say it, like I don't know what my um, what. So I, I take a I take a wage from the company. Yeah. Um, I can tell you what it was when we first started. It was zero, mm. and I can tell you what it was for about five years of having the company. It was like a hundred quid there and a hundred quid here. Like it was it was very very minimal. Um, but money goes into my account. It goes and takes care of my rent and my mortgage and all of that sort of stuff. And and that's kind of it I don't really think about like I don't think about cash in that way like it's not it's not a driver for me mm. so um, so for me like my success is not bound by a number um, but then there, those numbers are definitely tied up with like we've got a team of 15 people here um, it would be tied up in like looking at can we afford to bring another person in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a huge responsibility to know that you've got like members of staff that you have to pay their wages like mm. there has to be enough projects that that come in um so i mean this this was a, a year for us where we did like a couple of really really big projects um that that i'm sort of really proud of i'm proud of the like the way um the team sort of um motivated and and came together and everything which was cool um we had the idea of the podcast so i suppose i suppose this year for me the main thing that kind of happened was we started to realize and it and it's been a realization for maybe two years but we've only really acted on it this year we started to realize how many people were starting to ask us for advice help mm. questions and for a you get that imposter syndrome of like we're just like we're just a cut i say this to like i hate calling them my staff because we're just people that are all working together but yeah. they are my staff so i say to my staff like we're just some people that did a thing like I don't see myself as a boss or mm. or a businessman or, or a businessman yeah. or an entrepreneur or any of these words mm. that get thrown around like remember when I got I, I got featured in the Financial Times and the the headline was the spray can entrepreneur like, so <laughs> cringy like horrible um, and I don't I don't I don't you haven't got that on a mug that you use in the office <laughs> yeah 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 with my big face on it but but no I, I like again those aren't aren't the drivers for me and this year's been a mad one in realizing like kind of stepping back and going like oh, wow we actually have achieved something we've achieved something really big we've built something really big um and kind of being like getting rid of the imposter syndrome when people are coming and asking us for help of like oh actually i can help you because i have been through mm. i have been through that and i do probably have some advice that might be able to help you um so when it got to the stage where i was spending like a couple of hours every week replying to emails to people and then being asked to go into schools and talk to young people and I'm doing that like quite a lot I started to realize like this is not a clever use of my time if if what I'm finding that I'm really really enjoying is helping people and setting them on their way of doing something creative with their life um, and that was how the the idea for creative rebels podcast mm. came up was like okay we can help people by 
putting it in audio that's yeah. going to launch in January um, putting it down on audio and then rather than me spending a couple of hours standing talking to a class of 30 kids I can put it on the internet and hopefully reach 300 kids yeah I think it's really interesting like the the flip on like finding the happiness in helping people and offering advice and stuff like that because for me obviously that's a big part of what I do and you know the podcast itself as well but also like uh, you said something really nice about sitting back and allowing yourself to kind of realize how far you'd come and almost like enjoy it a little bit it's like I I feel like Anton's probably in a similar boat where I'm in a position which is like at the front end of that where I've I've had to step back and then take like a bit of a leap of faith in terms of like leaving my full-time job to like go freelance to pick up work you know to have money to pay the bills and stuff so that I can concentrate more on being able to help people and offer advice and all of that kind of stuff and that that for me was like massive this year like huge like we you know Anton joined me on episode 50 to grill me about my life um up to date and we spoke about it on there and for me like basically that leap of faith is like the biggest risk it felt like the biggest risk I'd ever taken but at the same time it doesn't feel like a risk if you see what I mean like I feel like I know exactly what I've done and why I've done it and where I'm getting and where I'm going to but it was the fear of like but what if what the, if, what if, the, what if? the good things only come after after risk exactly like being being comfortable is is such a trap mm. I never ever want to feel comfortable I always want to be pushing forward to to the next thing because again the happiness comes with the growth. Like yeah. as as you progress forward, that's and I, I think you have to find happiness every day. Too many people focus on like I'll be happy when I've and they, and it's normally like a money figure. Yeah, when I've got the Ferrari. Yeah. or the Range Rover. And if you're not happy today, then you're not going to be happy when you get the Ferrari. Mm. You've got to find happiness today, but then also be self aware enough to go. I'm so like I, I, I'm so happy where I am right now yeah. like literally I'm so happy with where I am right now yet there is so much more yeah. and so I'm happy but I'm not going to yeah. rest on my laurels and just that's it it's like no we're like who knows where we can go but like mm. I need to be able to visualise it so I had a real problem with um, with seeing how successful we could be so when we first started um, so I get paid by by big brands essentially to to create like advertising works for them. That's probably like the the biggest thing that we do here. We do a lot of other stuff as well. We paint people's offices and things like that. But I spent a long time in the beginning, um, and Adam, my business partner, he described the the place where we're sitting right now is our studio. Like he described this place to me, mm. and it's only until someone like until you have until you allow yourself to see that. Um, like a future that could be possible that you're allowed to work for it because mm. I think like I think there's so many people who like we all have 24 hours in a day it's just what you do with that time yeah. and like yeah. and like the people who allow themselves to be successful to 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 reach their goals are the people who are like they're not held back, back by all of their fears um, and it took me a long time to get around to the fact like yeah we could have like it was just three of us but like yeah we could have 15 people working here and like another 15 freelance artists working for us that we like pretty much are paying their rent for them like i i love that i love providing opportunities for artists um that was really why why the business started but i would i didn't allow myself to see the success that it could be but like now sitting here 
and we've got to the stage where Adam believed the business could get to, I can now I can now look to the future of like mm. where it could be. And that's like ridiculous. Like, but it, until you allow yourself to see it, you can't actually reach it. Yeah. So At what true. point did um, Mindset by Carol Dweck come in for you? I read it this year, but it, it just confirmed everything I already yeah. knew. Okay. Um, it like, I think it made me feel like not an idiot because <laughs> I'd been saying this stuff for so long and just getting these blank looks from people. So when I'm painting in the streets, it's a it's a really, really beautiful thing, but like it really annoys me. So people say, you're so talented. And so I, I humbly accept it and go, thank you, that's very kind of you to say what, 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 whatever, whatever. But like, I'm not talented. I worked fucking hard. I yeah. sucked when I first started painting. Yeah. I absolutely sucked. And I just, I carried on until I got good. And I like, I knew and that's what the, the book talks about, growth mindset. It talks about, well, mindset by Carol Dweck, talking about having a growth mindset. Um, it talks about allowing yourself to realize how great you can be at something if you put in the hard work. Mm. So um, so you've like you've read the book, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the main thing is like how we're, how we're treated when we're younger that instills the, the fixed mindset of of what's not possible yeah to make that book just makes you realize so much like that is wrong with the education system it's just incredible isn't it like i remember when i was in school um there was a gifted and talented like scheme mm. i wasn't on it <laughs> and there was just like a group of kids from the year like i don't know maybe 10 of them or something and like they went in like a couple of days every term or something like that and it's like, oh, where's where's such and such? Where's oh, they're doing their gifted and talented. And I was like, what's that? And I found out about it, and I was like, oh, I'm not gifted and talented. Like that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. What, you know what, what I mean? What a crusher! Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, what sort of age is that as well? It was like secondary school, like yeah, you know, like pretty yeah. like crucial time of like yeah, development proper as a crucial person, time right? when you're like really not sure about yourself and. If I if I was in charge of the school system, I'd ban the word gifted. It's mm. so dangerous. I'd like change so that much. you're Bollocks. that you're born with, you're born with a t like this skill that's just inside you is just wrong. It's just mm. not true. Like you you build and work at something. It's like I've never played an instrument in my life, but I know with one hundred percent certainty that if I dedicated enough time to learning to play the violin, I'd be a concert violinist. Mm. Like yeah. I absolutely would, even though I can't read music. I, like it's it's having it's the time and the desire. Those are the yeah, two key yeah. factors. Because if you don't care about it enough, you won't be able to push through those times when it becomes boring and you suck at it and yeah. practice is not paying off for you because there's that there's always that low yeah. low period and that's why most people don't achieve greatness is because they they hit that first barrier which is so hard to push through and then they stop mm. that's what most of us do yeah. is stop whereas like you took the leap because you know because you know there's so much more you've just got to keep going yeah. i think it's like the, the consistency of it i think that's that that for me is the most important word in anything that anyone wants to do is consistency. Because again, you know, looking at what you were saying about the painting, you, you know, you started off, you were crap. Like by doing it's it so consistently. Crap. You were no you really crap when you started? Dude, dude honestly. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. yeah. But by like doing it consistently and keeping at it and all the things that you just said, you get better over time and you put in the time, you put in the hours, you put in the work. And yeah. that goes for anything, not literally work. That goes for like, changing your mindset to 
you know, making content, for example, like I make sure I put out a podcast episode every week without fail, even if I get to like the Tuesday and there's an episode out on the Thursday and I have to manufacture something, which thankfully I've only had to do a couple of times. That consistency is so important, even to like reading, like reading every day for 20 minutes, like that consistency is massive. And I was listening to this um, interview the other day on Joe Rogan podcast with, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like, um, he trains um, athletes, mainly like fighters, like UFC, kickboxing, that sort of stuff. And he said exactly the same thing. He was like, in terms of working out, but you can, you know, you can still take a lot from what he was saying. In terms of working out, he was saying, why would you go to the gym three days a week and work to your absolute maximum when you could go six days a week and work at 70%? Because if you do 70% six days a week, not only are you getting more reps, more time, you're putting in more effort and more, you know, more volume in your training. You also, your body's more conditioned where if you're doing it three days a week, you're losing half of the time. So like, let's say for example, you David go to gym three days a week for an hour a week. Um, that's three hours in that week. And I go six days a week for an hour and a half a week because I'm training slightly, um, not as hard, like at 70% of what I need to. Like I'm getting so much more out of it in the long run. Over that course of the year, I would have put in so much more hours and and everything else. And he kind of referred it back to, um, I think it's like the Cuban boxing training. Like they go through the motions in their training, sparring. They just go through the motions, but they put the hours in which is why there's always so many incredible Cuban boxers. And like I said, that's very specific to that sport and that kind of environment, but you can apply that yeah. to anything. Well, I think the gym analogy, when we're talking about the growth mindset, the gym analogy is a brilliant one, isn't it? Because it's like, if you go into a gym for the first day ever and you mm -hmm. go to like the weight section, say, yeah, and you try and pick up like, you know, 40 kilogram dumbbell, you're just not, not going to be able to do yeah. it. But if you go to the gym and you keep training, but you you know you just stay away from that forty kg for a while, and you just sort of do other bits, and you build up and you build up and you put the time in, and there's going to be some re bit of, bit of pain involved, bit of grit. You'll eventually, you will eventually mm. get to that weight that on that first day you just didn't have a chance. Yeah. You couldn't even budget. You have I to think, build up to it, exactly. And it's, it's easy to recognise that because with the gym you can see it and after yeah. a year yeah. you can look at your body and you can see the results. But I think when people say like, um, oh, I'm, I'm not a confident person, I could never do public speaking, mm -hmm. like that's a much harder, like, because you can't, you can't look at someone because anyone you see who's public speaking is like, they look professional, they look like they were born with their magical gift of being able mm. to come out and just speak to people. And like, again, it's just practice. Yeah. It's like yeah. whatever it is you want to do, it's just practice and time. And that, that's why the education system, well, not even just the education system, I wouldn't lay it all on them. It's it's parenting and role models and just social conditioning. That's why that needs to be so much better mm. for kids, especially teenagers at that crucial time. We need to let them know. We need to let everyone know, not just teenagers, but that that's a real, real crucial time that affected me. We need to let them know, look, this, how, how you've been told things how you've been um, sort of conditioned with words like gifted and talented even mm. like that that's not how it is or that's not necessarily how it is this, this person has gone about it this way so I'm really interested that you you get asked to go into schools do you do you talk about that yeah definitely yeah, yeah. I think I, I basically say to the kids um, so whatever it is you love 
that's what you can do. Yeah. Um, because if you love something, then you'll just get better and better and better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll that's apply it. more time to it because you're always going to find time for the things you love, right? Exactly. Um, but Anton, so this year you've had a similar-ish year to me in terms yeah. of both leaving full-time jobs um, to kind of pursue other things. Do you want to give us a bit of yeah. context well, about this, this, your year? Yeah, this year's been, from what we've just talked about, a perfect segue, really good sign for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, it, what we've been talking about really uh, resonates with how, with how this year's gone for me. So just a little bit of quick history about me. Might be boring, but... Um, when when I went to uni, I went to Leeds and I did I did media and journalism, and I made two ten minute documentaries during that period. I made an audio documentary with my great nan. She was ninety four at the time. It's only now I realise I made a podcast, but I didn't know that then. Mm. Um, and then like I'm in sort of my very early twenties, and I get a girlfriend, and you know I think like oh yeah, this is it. We're growing up. We're together. Like, this is how life's going to be. You know, we'll probably try and get a house at some point in the future. And, like, that's a thing I tell young, like, people in, like, their early 20s. If, if, you've got a, if you've got a girlfriend or you've got a boyfriend, great. Like, you know, love them and have a great time. Don't think you're grown up yet. You've got loads of time. Mm. Just chill out. Like, just enjoy just each other's company. don't know what's coming, do you? Yeah, like? don't try and accelerate. I see young 20-year-olds try and accelerate things so quickly like and, and think like that's them for life and no just just chill anyway so I, I i got into that and off the back of that i got like a, a job a normal job it was it was in ppi but it was really good money um it was working for the banks doing working out the claims and stuff did that for like three years but i was getting good money for that for, for my age and then i came to london um five years ago got a job in advertising sales it was the first interview i went for and i got the job mm. and it turned out i was quite well cut out for that um and i learned all about sales i learned about business development i learned about advertising a bit as well and i did that for five years up until the start of this year or about about april this year mm. and that five-year period was great i earned decent money um, but I totally forgot about and kidded myself into thinking that other part of my life the the, the creative side the stuff that re mm. the, the part of me that really enjoyed making these little audio things and, and these little documentaries that had sort of gone mm. and back onto Car Carol Dweck mindset that I thought oh I'm not that type of person that's just not me that's for those type of people mm. group good for them I enjoy consuming their documentaries their podcasts wherever that's for the gifted and talented people that's for the gifted yeah. and talented people yeah or the or the creatives the creatives, yeah. creatives and I'm not one of them because I've been doing sales for five years and I've been mm. going into corporate offices wearing suits and closing and, and did deals. that stuff make you happy like the, the sales job the status the money having the girlfriend was that did that make you happy in inverted commas well you know I at the time I wasn't I wasn't like I didn't feel really unhappy but it's just earlier this year I'm finally sorry I'm rambling coming on to what's happened this year mm. earlier this year it clicked for me and I was like 
I got into this routine of going to work Monday to Friday, getting pissed on a Thursday, just about getting in on a Friday, getting through the Friday, and because I'd got through the Friday, I'd re- reward myself with drinks, and then that'd be that then, whole weekend, and then Sunday anxiety, back to Monday. Mm. That was five years, basically. And there was obviously holidays in between where you think, oh no, so, you know, this is why you do it, for the holiday. Mm. You know, you're one week. Work for the weekend. One week in Tenerife, <laughs> living it up. Um, but I just sort of, so I started making podcasts at the end of last year, and by the time it got to April this year, I'd been making these podcasts. And been, at one point, I was releasing three episodes a week. I was just so into it. I was loving it. Totally rediscovered this creative part of myself. And um, and yeah, got it got to April, and I just took the plunge. And I was like, right. I just snapped out of the that normal corporate mm. clothes. That clothes, not yeah. that corporate life's great for a lot of people. Brilliant, but for me, it wasn't serving I, what you. It wasn't serving what I was enjoying. And I, I read um, me mate Joe put me onto um, Carol Dweck growth mindset, and I was like, "You, the thing I've learned this year, and I'm, I've been twenty nine this year, I've just turned thirty, and f- reasonably late in somebody's life, I have only just realised this year. You know when people say a phrase." Parents say a phrase, people say a phrase, you hear it on films, um, you can do anything. Mm. I've always heard it, and I just, I don't know, it just sort of floated on by. It was just like, oh, that's just a phrase. This year, I've, I have real, that's true. Mm. That is true. You can do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. So that's been my big learning this year. Yeah, that's been the sort of story of my year. So, yeah, so off the back of that, because we were talking just before, or well, me and Dave were talking in the kitchen, I think yeah. it was just before you turned up, about, people struggling with like confidence and stuff like that how how much like do you feel um a confidence but b um imposter syndrome plays plays a part in terms of like having that fear of doing stuff because i got asked this recently at um the live show i did in um i think it was september it was one of the questions that one of the the, the audience asked like about imposter syndrome and i've had so many conversations since then about it and i think because that question really stuck out for me I've noticed more and more conversations around that topic because for me like stepping out of something that like you were saying I felt really comfortable doing in terms of like social media and again something I was very good at and you know I know I'm very good at it but it doesn't wasn't quite serving what I needed Mm -hmm. and stepping into this new thing and you know I say it's a thing because it's still kind of like to me very very raw and new in terms of like coaching I get a lot of like feeling of am I good enough like do I know enough can I actually do it am I will I be a good enough coach can I you know can I deliver what people need and those constant questions of you know is this the right thing like and that that feeling of being an imposter and not Mm -hmm. having like you know the things that we're told we need like experience or you know certifications or whatever it is but it's such a important thing and I feel like even through like my career in social media although I was very good at it I always felt like oh, do I am I good enough do I have enough of the and it wasn't a confidence thing I think it was more the imposter syndrome of feeling like I didn't deserve to be where I was 
like do you feel that plays a massive part in terms of like not feeding your creativity and I don't know if you know Dave if you've had it with like obviously you know building the business and having moments where you may be like oh crap like am I a bit am I a businessman do I deserve to have these people obviously you've been doing what you've been doing for a very long time and very well but like do you ever have those feelings crop up of like actually should I be here kind of thing or you're in certain rooms having conversations with like yeah. I don't know CEOs or someone high up at a corporate company you, in the back of your mind you're thinking should I be here so there's a there's a quote that I heard um, it was definitely this year but um, comparison is the thief of joy mm. and I think that's so true and I think whatever your field if you look into that field so, so I was um, helping a young tattoo artist out recently and um, she was basically going through imposter syndrome and how can you not when you open your Instagram and like there's just the most incredible tattoos from the most amazing artists all around the world um, and that's your feed and that's what you're looking at every day and then you look at your own work and you mm. compare it to these people like how could you not feel that you're like inadequate if you're not at the like pinnacle of your career um, and I said to her like are, are people booking in with you yeah they are well then you're doing something right mm. you're creating work that people want to wear on their skin for the rest of their life yeah so it's true they they think you're good enough you know you don't think you're good enough and i think it's good that you think that you you've got still got somewhere to go yeah um so for me like i think i i don't really suffer with imposter syndrome because i understand it too mm. well um uh, so for example like um this year has been the year where i've really kind of started public speaking much much more um I wouldn't in any way say that I'm an expert at public speaking, but I know that if I watch a Tony Robbins clip or such, do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. ridiculous who's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. I know there's there's absolutely no comparison, but are people coming to see me speak? Are they sticking around and not leaving? Are they asking questions at the end of the talk? I'm doing something right then. Mm. So I don't, I know that could be, definitely could be somewhere where I could really, really get that kind of that nervous thing of imposter syndrome. But um, I understand that I'm on a journey. It's growth mindset. I know that I'm getting good at public mm. speaking. Mm. Same, same with podcasting. Um, I know that it's not where I want it to be because I listen to Rogan and I listen to all of these like mad podcasts that are, that are really, really good. I listen to your podcast. Like, you. and, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but it's a journey. Mm. Um, and I, like everyone who's listened to what we've created on um on the creative rebels podcast so far seems to be really into it so mm. i mean so i cool. the interview that we did which i'm not sure when it will exactly be coming out but that was we had a really really good conversation didn't we and i remember thinking like in i think it was one of the earlier ones that you recorded maybe and i remember thinking like oh, God, that was really good considering you kind of never really not done it before but like it was yeah you it's funny had like hundreds of episodes and obviously account. i've read i read a lot before we we got into it and um most people were kind of recommending that we write that you write down a plan or a script or or you mm. or some questions for mm. the for the guest and i knew that wasn't me yeah, i knew same. that i couldn't do it so i was like i'm gonna have to do this my way and my way is we're gonna go in there and we're gonna have a conversation and i'm mm. not gonna have anything to to fall back on um mm. and it's the, the energy's yeah. worked out really so well like my, yeah my process is very similar because i always will so i'll only really interview people who i've seen and have been following online for you know at least at least three months minimum 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 normally a lot longer so i've got a real good idea of who they are what they do you have a relationship with them even though they don't exactly. know it yeah so you... i won't necessarily have to do loads of research i might read a couple of interviews just to see the type of questions they've been asked before mm. 
and I'll just go off the bat like literally I'll write I'll literally I will sit and write questions just so I've got almost something in my head in terms of like building up a picture about them with the questions I write down but I never refer to them like I literally recorded an interview yesterday um, and I didn't look at the questions once and the notepad was just on the on the floor and I n- or normally just leave it on the other side of the room don't even bring it over yeah. and just just go and just go with the feel with the conversation I think it's much more powerful that one yesterday that one yesterday you one. went with the flow on that oh, one completely it's that, that's coming out in a couple of weeks on you guys hearing this it's, it's probably the first one of the new year shall we say there's a, there's a tarot reading there's, a, there's the a tarot reading it was it, and that's I, officially going with the flow isn't yeah it? it just went in um, but yeah, Anton what about you like on the um, imposter syndrome yeah. tip because I know we've had conversations off the back of you, you know, starting to produce, produce this trigonometry podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. of you saying like, oh, I don't know if I've got like the skill or the ability. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you've helped me on, you know, 10 to 15 podcasts. Like you, you've got the basics and, yeah. you know, they've, they've entrusted you in that and yeah. they're obviously learning themselves. Like how's that played a role in terms of what you do with them or, you know, yeah, anywhere general. else? Yeah. Well, there's a... Um, there's a thing called CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, and I don't know loads and loads and loads about it, um, but one of the sort of general principles of it is that when you're in a, in, a, in a spot where you're feeling, you may be feeling anxious, really anxious about something, or really low or whatever it is, um, or you're hypercritical of yourself, it teaches you, this cognitive behavioural therapy, it teaches you to step back and look at the situation logically mm. and not get stuck in your own thoughts. And I think that's really useful for um, for imposter syndrome. I think that's what you, I think that's what you're getting at as well, David. Mm. Like, that's um, zoomed out, like look at the situation. Yeah, and just look at it logically. Mm. Maybe write it down and say, so I'm feeling like I'm in this room full of audio producers and they're talking about the jobs that they've been doing at Radio 4 for eight years and they're talking about this, that and the other and I've only been doing it less than a year Mm. and I just learn everything from YouTube videos when I need to. Yeah, when I hit that. You know, (laughs) that's literally how I I get by. because I was in that spot, I was in like a bit of a meetup for audio producers, um, and I f- and I got there and I had me pint in my hand and I didn't know anyone else, sort of standing there. Everyone's in conversation. Oh, oh you know Daryl Griffiths from Radio Four. Blah, blah. I was like, oh god. Um, but I'd been learning about this CBT a little bit, and I was like, right, just just look at the situation logically. They've been a lot of these people here have been doing it for years. None of them sound like me at all as well, by the way. Um, but look at the situation, like look at it for what it is. You've been doing this less than a year. You're already getting paid to produce podcasts. I bet some of these people aren't, get, aren't necessarily always getting paid for like mm. whatever they produce. I think one thing just to jump in quickly yeah. as well is that um, I feel like a lot of people take their their what they perceive as their weaknesses that could actually be their strengths so you said um you're the only person like you in the room like yeah. you don't feel or sound or look like any of them but like that's a big advantage like yeah. they're gonna remember you they're gonna like so jump in like definitely. yeah 100 percent. and that what that was that because I, I had to get a grip of myself it was either that or, or leave do you know what i mean or or 
be weird and stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I mean? But what I actually decided was when I looked at the situation, I had a little sip of my pint and I was like, okay, exactly that. I don't sound like anyone in this room. I'm the only one with a North Face cap on <laughs> and like, you know, a pair of trainers and, and, and tracky bottoms. Like, let, let's go with that. Let's go with that. And I just stepped in and I started having conversations and I didn't change anything about myself. Mm. I didn't I didn't gloss anything over. I told people exactly, you know, my story, how it is I go about things, how much of a novice I am, but then also how how well I'm doing considering that. Yeah. And the night went brilliantly and I've got, and I made some really good friends, not good friends, but like good contacts I and I know these people and the you know these are great people that are that are in my life yeah. now. Um so yeah, I think for that for for the for imposter syndrome, look into look into CBT a little bit because I think that's a good little that's a good little method that I used mm. in that imposter sy- syndrome situation and it really helped me out and mm. it and it worked worked yeah. out. I think yeah. ultimately as well it's like knowing that the, the feeling of imposter syndrome and what I do when it kind of kicks into me and this is kind of probably from like a background of like really bad anxiety and stuff and you know those it's quite easy for those thoughts to begin to bubble to the surface what I kind of remind myself is that they're literally just thoughts and it's like I'm creating the thoughts like if I actually look like mm-hmm. take that zoomed out look and look at the situation like it is what it is like it's only what I'm creating in my own mind that is giving me this picture of what it is yeah. it's not what it is on face value and i think that, that that's really helpful for me um, i think when you think about how mad humans are as well like the human brain and everything about us is absolutely just so weird mm. so for example if you're if you're public speaking and you're really super nervous before you go on um if you clench your butt cheeks and your and your uh, hamstrings and um, clench those really tight then that sends a message to your brain that you're running away from whatever danger your brain perceives um that you're in okay. because because your brain's an idiot because it thinks that we live in a in in the stone age yeah. and so <laughs> you but just by clenching those big muscle groups it thinks that it's working so it calms you down because it thinks you're getting away from the danger oh wow like, I didn't know so that. so when you so are you saying do that yeah, 100%. oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say like that makes you no, no. feel like you're no, clenched because it sends it sends the message to your brain. We can we no can trick way. our brain out of out of certain situations. So, um, they've done That's a load cool. of tests That's where cool. where you put um they put a pencil um between people's teeth to um, make them and they'll they'll answer them questions and they overwhelmingly um answer the questions more positively. Yeah, it's like if you're having a bad day, like I know there's the cliche of like oh, smile, cheer yeah, up, yeah, yeah. like but smile cheer up yeah, actually it, yeah. like it actually sends so the, true it mm. can send the message to your brain yeah. that you are happy I think that's one of the things on the back of my t-shirt yeah one of the things written on the back is smile more because or just smile maybe because that's been really important for me and actually one of the things i've learned this year a lot that's i'd never thought about it until you just said it is not forcing myself to smile but taking more note of how much I smile yes. so now when I'm having conversations and I'm enjoying it I allow myself to smile because I never used to do that and like even in photos like you'd never see a picture of me smiling whereas now I'll always try to smile even if I'm literally like whoever's taking a photo you have to say something funny now because I need to laugh to smile yeah. like 
it just it creates such a different vibe and it's when so i go powerful. through my instagram feed there's there's not really many smiles yeah. like it's, it's cool to not smile like that's yeah. the, that's the look yeah, um, yeah. any any kind of fashion um i think it couldn't be cooler to smile i so so much like um we, we were talking earlier yeah. about the the study that um analyzed people's yearbook photos and then where they'd gone on to what they'd gone on to achieve in their life and overwhelmingly the people who were smiling in their yearbook pictures mm. were more successful in their life in terms of how they rated their happiness and their monetary value and what they'd achieved it was like through the scale Mad. um so like like smiling like what an easy thing to <laughs> to do and that will just make you more successful how yeah. mad is that it's crazy well, um, it's like what i was saying earlier before um, like I'm considering I'm considering 29 might seem quite late to twig on to, to this type of thing but when I was talking about um, when I was talking about the phrase you can do anything mm. it's only this year that it's clicked it's only ever been like a catchphrase mm. that has happened with so many things for me this year and just smile like, what's that song smile though your heart is breaking that one like I thought that song. was thanks um, you, we can make a separate podcast of me just singing <laughs> um, but for me forever that's just been A in that song and another catchphrase that just goes over your head and you think oh that's nice yeah and mm. see what that means yeah. this but, year I was like that twig that twigged and a load of other phrases like that just twigged and mm. I was like oh yeah because yeah. you're smiling and, and I actually looked into it and it's you know there's yeah. there's there's proper neuroscience behind yeah. it and, and all that. you know what? a lot of those really old cliches they're literally like actual truths yeah. so mad when you actually look at them they're actual truths yeah and um, but very conscious of time um so we're gonna have to wrap this up yeah so to finish off with what what do you want to be your word of the year for 2019 that one word that's like just consistently there for you that's you know it could be anything like for me I've asked this question I don't even know the answer myself is probably give like I always just want to be able to give as much as I can next year in terms of like my energy my time you know what I create the kind of coaching stuff the content the podcast the, all of it I just want to be able to give 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 as much as possible so I feel like for me next year that's going to be a really powerful word whereas this year for example my word of the year has definitely been fantastic like every time someone says oh, how are you fantastic or something goes wrong oh that's fantastic like everything and if again it's that positive spin on everything yeah. it just helps massively fan dabby dozy fantastic yeah um do you want to go first for me it's uh, optimism mm. yeah it's something um it's something that i definitely worked on um as as we all have i've had a lot of stuff happen in my life um lost people had had loads of shit happen um and i feel like that that um i, I think it's an einstein quote of you can choose to live in a positive universe or a negative universe mm. and it's i i choose to live in a positive universe because that's what's changed my life that's that's just clicks. that is so sick amazing um well i was gonna say I was, a few different words popped into my head like progress and um can only have one there's only one word in but, the universe. Yeah. <laughs> but the the one thing that, that just, I thought now it's, it just is this, is just happiness. Similar to you. Like, I've had a lot of things happen in my life and I can really, I really appreciate, like now I'm, 
I've got well less money than I've had basically throughout my 20s. Mm. And now I'm 30, it's mad. But I'm happier than ever. Mm. So that's the meaning of life. Yeah, like, exactly. like you're winning. If you're happy, you are winning. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, because I've got friends who are making a shit ton of money and they're fucking miserable. Yeah. So I'd rather have like happiness for my whole life than like make five million pounds in one year. Yeah. Because that's not going to make me happy. Like if you've got happiness throughout your whole life, it's always there and that won't change. Yeah. Like, I think I think it's so, so I think there's probably people listening to this who are uh, they're not in that place because it took mm. me a long time to get to that yeah. place and, and like obviously yeah. and you're still on your journey and um, I think there's probably a lot of people who are they're not there yet um, but to, to those people I would say like because it, it, it takes a long time and it's mm. like you can't just expect to wake up happy one day mm-hmm. especially if you've been through shit like that's mm-hmm. going to weigh on you and so I'd, I'd say like for me I think the most important like New Year's resolution that you can make um, and it's something that I made a few years ago is I'm always doing that which forwards me towards my goals. Mm. So, and so if you've got goals of happiness, if you've got goals of, of money, that's fine. Like, like earn money, man. It's yeah. really good to have loads of money. Like it makes things so much easier. Like write down whatever it is and yeah, and write it down, write down like what it is that you want and what your goals are. And then look at something and it's like, is this, is this getting me towards my goals? Mm. And if it's not, cut it out. And I promise you, then the happiness will start to come because yeah. you're working towards what you want and that will make you happy. Yeah, yeah, amazing. All right, well, thank you, chaps. That was, no that was good. There's a lot, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed as well. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot. And you know, on to 2019. Merry Christmas, everyone. And if anyone's listening to this and would like updates on the Creative Rebels podcast, you can go to rebelscreate.com and sign up on the mailing list there. And what about you? I'm going to do that. Yeah, you're going to sign up. I'm going to get on the Creative Rebels podcast. Yeah. Well, listen or or get on it as a guest. Listen. (laughs) Guests soon come. Yeah. Because next year, I've got a few projects that I'm really excited about. Mm. And let's let's make them emerge. And then maybe I'll come to the Creative Rebels podcast and be Mm. like, Look what I've done. Yeah. Get me on. Sick. I love it. We'll love that. And on that that note, we'll see you next time. So there we have it, guys. That was what we have learned this year. And unfortunately, we were a little bit stretched for time at the end. So I had to wrap things up fairly quickly. I would love to have had that conversation go on for 20, 30 minutes more if possible. But it's something that I want to kind of bring to the podcast a bit more as a group discussion kind of element. And so I feel there's always a lot in it and lots of different dynamics and it's really, really good. So there was loads there for you guys to take away. Hopefully there was some really insightful stuff and some useful tips and knowledge and just overall experience, which I, I know that you guys always find really helpful. So I wanted to bring that to the table as a nice end of year, start of 2019 kind of vibe. But as ever, guys, listen, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Have a fantastic new year. I will see you on the flip side. If you're listening right now and it is the new year, then we are on the flip side. So happy new year. And as ever, you can always hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter. If you've got more questions, if you just want to get in touch, if you want to recommend a guest or a topic to to talk about, then I am on all socials as I am Alex Manzi. So until next time, guys, go out there and chase your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.